This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio with guest host Jane Brown. Libby returns on Thursday. In this past hour, we have learned there are two new alleged incidents at St. Michael's College School being investigated, bringing to six the number of cases in total. These latest two are said to be captured on video. One is referred to as a threatening occurrence. The other is said to be an assault with a belt. Joining me to discuss this continuing story is Loretta Merritt, a lawyer at Torque in Maine, specializing in sexual abuse and also the parent of a student who attends St. Mike's. Loretta, we really appreciate your time. Thank you. My pleasure. You're learning of these two new alleged assaults as we all are in the past hour. Your reaction to the latest news? Well, I'm pleased to hear that people are coming forward. Obviously not pleased that these things have happened. But if they did happen, it's often better that people come forward uh, in order to address them. Um, The research shows that much of the damage occurs as a result, you know, after a traumatic event, after it's kept secret, and sometimes over the course of a lifetime. Um, But early intervention with appropriate support, counseling, appropriate messaging, people, you know, being charged criminally, et cetera, all of that can go a long way to mitigating some of the damage that's done. So while I would never presume to tell someone who's been assaulted what they should do, it's obviously a very individual decision what somebody wants to do. Um, I do think, uh, in general, it's good when people come forward about these things. Loretta, I'm interested uh, to hear your view as a mom, as well as a sexual abuse lawyer, what can you tell us of what your son is saying about the allegations without, of course, jeopardizing his privacy? Well, my son's experience at St. Mike's has been very different than what we're seeing in the media and what is being talked about with respect to these incidents that have come out. He hasn't been exposed to any of them. He hasn't seen it. He has had not anything happened to him. He does play on one of the sports teams. Um, his, his experience has been that, you know, the boys are good boys of good character. Um, you know, it's been a totally different experience. I'm not saying these things have not happened. Obviously, they have. Um, and my son is very disturbed about the fact that these things have happened. He feels uh, a strong sense of justice. I, you know, maybe the apple doesn't fall far from the, <laughs> the tree. But, you know, he feels that people should be held account according to the law. So he's, he's, he feels, and I guess some of his close friends, that these are isolated incidents or sort of the fringe part of a culture with some of the teams. What does he think? I don't know um, um, whether he has formed any opinions on that. Um, I, I know I certainly haven't. I don't know if this is, you know, a question of one or two very disturbed individuals um, and, and a bunch of people caught up in a bystander situation or whether this is a 
prevalent and ongoing thing. I mean, time will tell. The school um, is committed to doing this uh, review um, in order to uh, bring forward any other possible incidents. Um, I think that's what they want uh, uh, to happen, and they've set up a, a phone line for anonymous reporting to facilitate that for people who may not be comfortable uh, self-identifying. What do you think about the tip line? I mean, presumably with the two new videos, it's a strategy that's working? One one can only hope. As I say, um, oftentimes with appropriate response, um, the damage can be greatly mitigated. If the, if the person has been assaulted, is treated well, is validated, is supported, their wishes are respected, um, and, and people uh, give them the clear message that they have done nothing wrong, they have nothing to be ashamed about, um, that can go a long way. It's when, it's when somebody who's been assaulted believes that there's something wrong with them or that they have something to be ashamed of that a lot of long-term damage can can occur, right? Sure. I mean, we all we all remember those of us of a certain age, uh, all that went on at Maple Leaf Gardens in the '60s and '70s uh, with the boys there, and they never got help in some cases for decades, and, and we saw the devastating outcomes uh, for their lives. But you're saying that in this case, the victim, particularly the boy in the first video, um, or uh, who's alleged to have been sexually assaulted with a broom handle, you're saying that with uh, the right kind of therapy, he, he could be okay. Well, certainly a lot of the damage can be mitigated if he believes that it is the fault of the perpetrator and it doesn't say anything about him. He, there's nothing wrong with him. Um, it's the secrecy and believing there's something fundamentally wrong with me that causes abuse survivors to turn to drugs and alcohol. Uh, you know, men tend to become angry and act out more. Women tend to self-harm more. Those are generalizations, of course, but just from my experience and what I've seen. Um, but, you know, early intervention with proper messaging, this is not your fault. There is nothing wrong with you. They did a bad thing. We are going to hold them to account. Uh, for doing that. They're expelled from school. They're being criminally prosecuted. All of that messaging, hopefully, as well as the fact that he isn't holding a secret, a secret from Mm -hmm. his parents, a secret from, you know, friends, a secret from future spouses, a secret from children. That, too, is a lot of the harm. Loretta Merritt is a lawyer specializing in sexual abuse at Torque and Mains. She is also the mom of a student who attends St. Mike's. And if you're just joining us, she says that her son has not experienced this personally or is not aware of it. So, you know, for those of us watching the story develop over the last week, Loretta, it's, it's hard to know how much of this culture has infiltrated the school. That's what we don't know. And we risk, I think, overreacting uh, because of the incidents or alleged incidents that have come to light. I think that's true. I mean, we have to see what comes to light. But, you know, as a lawyer practicing practicing in this field, I can tell you that I do get calls about bullying from all kinds of different schools. We know there are incidents that go on. Um, Most of my practice centers around abuse uh, by adults, 
uh, in positions of trust, like teachers. I mean, we have, you know, a, a story in the news now about one school where over 30 years, three teachers preyed on numerous students, and, and it went not only, you know, not responded to, but in spite of reports, but uh, it went on to, uh, you know, where the teacher was sent to another school as well. So, so sometimes there are, you know, horrendous and horrific uh, numbers of victims and numbers of incidents. It's hard to say whether this will turn into that. Uh, I, I would hope not. I hope there are not other incidents. But as I said, I think if there are other incidents, um, it would be helpful in most cases for the people to come forward and get the support they need. As we began the segment, I put out an appeal to alumni of St. Mike's or parents of St. Mike's alumni or St. Mike's students. And uh, certainly we still have some time left in this segment. If you'd like to call in, 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-744-740. Let's go to Michael and Pickering. Michael, do you have a story that uh, is along these lines? Yes, it is. Um, and um, in the 50s, I went to a private school in the UK. And um, uh, initiating in the UK um, in my first year was there were always bullies. There's bullies everywhere. Uh, they would put your head down the toilet and flush it. And also, you would have to give money to the guy who was in charge of the group. And, and I remember it vividly, but I never told anybody. Uh, it's part of growing up and part of being a young student uh, in a private all-boys school. Um, the teachers were very, very rough. We had a French teacher that used to slap you around the face. We had another teacher. His name was Davis, and I remember him vividly, a Welsh guy. Um, and in those days, they used to cane you on the buttocks. And um, private boys' schools are, are rough. And, and God forbid that you would you would rat on anybody because your life would be a misery. Um, I, I know what they're going through. I was never sexually abused. I was kind of a little bit tougher as I got older. But they are all boys. You're better off having boys and girls. You can get along better. But these private schools are notorious for what your people are telling us, what St. Mike's. It's happening at St. Mike's. That's a Catholic school, right? Yes. Um, and I don't want to go and say anything about... Uh, I'm Catholic, by the way. Um, but what goes on with abuse, with not just from students uh, and teachers, but from, you know, from a higher level that's supposed to be closer to God. And, and all I see on television, and I just watched it yesterday, chasing some priest through an airport trying to get a a confession out of him because he touched all these kids at school or in the church. It's notorious, and it bothers me, it really bothers me, that um, you have to go through that. You go to school to learn. You go to school to make yourself a better person, get married and have children. And um, I think about when I was 15 of, uh, or 14, when I went to the, the – my parents weren't rich. But they, and, and, you know, I, I was a pretty smart kid, and I graduated university over here, and I became a VP of a company. And I, and I thank my family for that. But they were rough. Yeah, thank they you. Were, they were rough. The Th teachers were so rough. No, it sounds like a, a, 
in a lot of ways, a very terrorizing experience. Michael, thank you for calling in. Thank you. Have a great day. Um, What Michael brings to light, Loretta, is a situation in the 50s, where obviously many decades later. But he brought about an interesting point that it's tough being a kid or, you know, when you're with boys, that's part of growing up. How can we talk to our young children to make sure that they know that they should be safe there and that if that safety is violated, they can bring that information uh, without any judgment or concern or worry to to parents? Well, I think, I mean, if you look at what St. Mike's is doing now, um, that's exactly what they're trying to accomplish. They've canceled all their exams. Instead, they're having workshops and discussion groups. Um, they've canceled external, you know, uh, team activities and other public performances, etc., uh, trying to rebuild the community uh, of faith, character, and service, as they put it. Um, and, and they're taking on somewhat of a leadership role in the, in the broader community. I understand some other schools are now taking a look at things, uh, UCC for one, uh, taking on issues of bullying and harassment and assault. Um, and hopefully this will lead to positive changes in the public schools as well, because it's, uh, from my experience, it's not, uh, the problems are not confined to uh, private all-boys schools. And, and talking with your children, uh, help the parents out there who have boys, um, girls as well, of course, uh, in high school, and, and making sure that they understand uh, what's acceptable and what's not acceptable. I get, and, I, you know, as my, my kids are in their 20s now, and certainly we talked about this kind of thing when they were much younger than high school. We have a more open relationship, I think, between parents and children than we did decades ago. Absolutely. And, you know, one thing that I showed my kids early on is a video on consent where they analogize uh, uh, requesting sex uh, to asking for a cup of tea or offering a cup of tea. And it's a wonderful video that I've shown my children. And, in fact, uh, my daughter had it shown, I believe, in, in her school. Um, as well, talking about bullying, harassment, um, the bystander phenomenon, I mean, I, I understand it's very hard for a child to step up and speak out in a situation like that. It's hard for adults to do that. Um, there could be concerns about their personal safety uh, or, or, or otherwise being targeted. Um, but, again, the conversation needs to be if one person uh, steps forward and speaks out, Others are inspired to do so as well. So in a situation where you see something getting out of control, where you see something starting, that's the time to speak up. Others will likely do so as well. So those are the kind of conversations uh, that need to happen, um, as well as, as you say, just basic education on what is and is not acceptable and what is and is not tolerated, um, as well as informing students of the penalties uh, for violations of codes of conduct, etc. Uh, and Loretta, just as you were telling us there uh, about the mid-year assessments being cancelled, all events involving external groups, teams, and public performances for the remainder of the year, we are just learning, and obviously you knew ahead of time because you're a parent of a student at St. Mike's, St. Michael's College cancelling all of this uh, ar- around what's going on. So you've been given some advance notice, I guess, as, as a parent. The school has been in constant communication. I am 
extremely pleased and impressed with the transparency and openness. They've held meetings at the school for parents, meetings and assemblies for the students, daily now email communications about what is happening um, and their efforts to both address the current situation as well as take a much broader look at the larger issues at present as well as going back historically. So, um, you know, it's impressive. I, I, I think they're really taking a leadership role in, uh, in this way. I'd like to take one more call before we wrap up the segment. Let's go to Bruce in Mississauga. Hi, Bruce. Uh, thanks for taking the call. Enjoy the show. How the mighty fall from grace. I just had two points to make. Uh, this student that was violated, it was the broom incident. In order for this to, to go to this extreme, he must have been bullied before, and it, and it just escalates to this. And it, how it goes is that the, all these students know who's being bullied, and they know who the bullies are, but as long as it's not happening to them, they say, as long as it's not me, I'm not going to get involved. And unfortunately, uh, you know, this, this kid must have, his school life must have been hell. But as far as the, uh, the initiations with, the, you know, with all the sports teams, these coaches, they know what's going on. They tend to uh, close their, you know, their eyes to these, these situations because it's usually the, uh, you know, the, the big guys on the team, the guys that are the good, uh, the, you know, the good players. Sometimes they're the ones that are the, are the guys that are that are being the bullies and are and are uh, initiating these uh, you know these these rituals, and so I think it's up to the coaches. I think nobody's really talked about these the you know these these coaches and the parts that they play. Bruce, it sounds like maybe you have some personal firsthand experience. Um, or you know, the only experience I had was my grade eight gym teacher beat me with my running shoe because I said the shite word in class by accident. Okay. So is that is that is that good? Well, that's not a good thing. No, clearly. No, and he he was he was like a mental crazy. He said that he was in the Vietnam War and he was the guy that picked up the body parts after you know after guys got killed. That's what he's telling us. Well, that sounds like a bit of a threatening, terrorizing environment for a child to be uh, taking their gym classes in. You know, what can you do? You yeah. know, that was back in the 60s. Right? right. Well, and this is, and thanks for calling, Bruce. Appreciate it. And Loretta, as we, as we wrap this up, I guess, you know, those of us who grew up in the 60s and the 70s uh, thought that maybe those days are behind us. So now that these allegations are coming to light, where do we go from here? Well, I, you know, clearly I think if, if coaches know that students are being sexually assaulted, um, heads are going to roll. Uh, people will be fired. Uh, I, I, I'm not sure that's what's going to come out from this. It may well be that coaches are, were aware of uh, what, what we would consider milder events, you know, less serious uh, forms of hazing, you know, shaving someone's head or things like that that, are, that are, uh, may well be totally unacceptable uh, as well, but may not rise to the level of criminal conduct. Um, so I think we're going to have to wait and see how things unfold. But my sincere hope is that anyone who has been assaulted gets the help they need, whether they choose to come forward publicly or, or pursue criminal charges um, is another matter. But I hope they get the help they need. And I hope that we can all learn uh, how to do things better in the future. I mean, that's the goal of all of this, right? Loretta, thank you so much. I appreciate your perspective as a lawyer and a mom. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. Loretta Merritt is a lawyer at Torkin, Maine, specializing in sexual abuse. She's also the parent of a student who attends St. Michael's College School. 
You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.